you know, the music industry as it was is quite the jungle, obviously. And look, to navigate a jungle, one must use a machete, so to speak. <laughs> Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes back in. Jerris Johnson, how are you doing, man? Hey, man, doing good. I'm so glad you're doing good. It has been a tumultuous year in the world, as well as in your life, personally and professionally, I suspect. We met at Aftershock 2022 and had an amazing chat, and you killed it up there on your own show and a guest appearance, and I think two was a wild time at that festival, which was very hot. But you came in. We had yes. a lot of we had a lot of fun. You had had a real you know, riding high on this crest of newfound popularity, and you know all this hard work you put in. And we were talking about an album we expected to hear by now. And you had had a record deal, and a whole bunch of stuff happened. <laughs> so let's let's catch our yeah. fans up on the last year of your life and and everything you went through. Yeah, big year. You know, big year for everybody. Obviously, like you said, you know, it's um. I think that's, I guess at this point, it just feels kind of true of every year, you know, every year I feel like feels like a fucking huge year, you know, now. So yeah, but it was, it was big and um, look, you know, the music industry as it was, is quite the jungle, obviously. And look, to navigate a jungle, one must use a machete, so to speak, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I went through a lot and it was a lot of realizing that what everybody tells you about the music industry is actually true. And even though, you know, you know, even though you can understand in your head, like, oh, yeah, well, record labels and this and that and the other, you know, there's problems and everybody understands this. But until you actually go through some real shit and have something that you experience personally until you experience that you don't really fully grasp what it's actually like, you know? So that was kind of my experience over the past, you know, year essentially. Um, and the long, the long and short of it basically is, you know, like I, I signed a deal way back when I first blew up, if you know, if you will on TikTok and everything and signed the deal then and everything was, was, great and fine and that's in large part because i just had a lot of momentum you know at the time and i was just yeah i was just riding high on like a few win a few early wins you know and um and then eventually that label that i signed with got purchased you know massive hundreds of millions of dollars level corporate purchase you know and uh, and I got absorbed. I went from being a part of like a basically an independent label to being absorbed into a massive Warner Brothers, you know, corporation, essentially. And um, and that, you know, and part of it wasn't necessarily the fault of people that I was working with directly, because, you know, whenever there's a massive multi hundreds of millions of dollar corporation buyout and everybody's getting fired and hired and you know of course shit's gonna be messy you know for a long time and and it was really messy and um look it just ended up being like a really not good situation you know and um i just kind of yeah fell to the wayside 
got shelved is what they call it, you know, and didn't release any music for a while, wanted out, had to, you know, deal with that and negotiate that and blah, 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 you know, um, all that kind of shit. So, yeah, I essentially kind of had to take the past year off and I decided to I decided to use it um, spiritually to my advantage and take a year off of like posting on social media just like just like go away and work on the music and just think about who I am as a fucking artist and a person and just like work on that for a year and not worry about trying to go viral on TikTok or trying to whatever while I was in the background you know dealing with getting out of the shitty label situation you know, I was just like, I might as well use this somewhat to my advantage. If I can't release it, if I can't release any fucking music anyways, no point in me posting because what am I going to post that something's going to go viral or whatever, and then I can't even do anything about it. So it's just not even a point. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go away. And honestly, like TikTok and shit was stressing me the fuck out. And I was just kind of tired of it. So yeah, I just went away for a year and started working really, truly working on this album. And I think around that time at Aftershock, I had kind of basically just just started to really like yeah you know go down this journey a little bit and um and then essentially this whole year the year of 2023 i've been doing nothing but work on this album and um yeah and obviously the new song when the darkness comes just came out and that's been doing fuck like really well and i'm very thankful and grateful to people for listening and like you know kind of helping this first song blow up like this is my first really really my first track back from all this mess and as a new independent artist to have it like charting on billboard and number one most played song on octane and almost two million streams and like all this stuff it's like it just man it really feels good and makes me feel like i made the right decision you know to leave the situation i was in and come into this situation so yeah that's essentially been my year uh in a nutshell Right on. And thanks for unpacking all that. And I want to say, like, I can't imagine how devastating it would be to sign as an independent, self-made DIY artist, sign a deal that I assume was hopefully favorable in the first place for you maintaining that creative control. And then you get swallowed up by the whale. And listen, Warner owns a ton of labels. I'm wearing a typo negative shirt. They own Roadrunner, who was, (laughs) you know, typo negatives label back in the 90s. And and right. a bunch of and fueled by ramen and a you know Electra yeah. and a bunch of other yes. labels, but like I don't know like when you got when your label was absorbed and I think I think you mentioned in your video we're going to talk about in a second that you posted to YouTube that I think your team also left the team that brought you in the A and R people if that exists anymore they were no longer part of the new regime because they have yeah, their own I, in place. I kept maybe one or two people from my old team and then everything else. Yeah. Everything else got shifted, you know, and that when you, when you build relationships and stuff and like, you know, like I said, the first deal I signed, um, when I signed it, you know, I, I, it's crazy because I didn't even realize going into some this, that that was even possible. Like I signed a deal with this one label because I liked what they stood for. I connected with them the most, you know, out of all, I had tons of meetings back way back early on, you know, when I first blew up and went viral. And if anybody's ever gone viral, you know, with a song, you know that it doesn't take long for almost everybody to hit you up, you know? And so I had 
fucking, you know, whatever, like 18 meetings or whatever in a weekend. And I really, you know, the one I liked the most was this one that I signed with. And so I, I didn't even realize it was possible to sign a deal with a label that you like and then completely out of your control and you will still be held under contract. Everything can change and you can get put onto through a buyout a whole different label that I didn't even agree to sign to in the first place, you know, which to that, I mean, I imagine that sounds, in, it sounds insane to me. And so I can only imagine what it sounds like. It's like the average person, like, just like, yeah, you can sign a contract with a label that um, you like, and then get put on a completely different label that you didn't sign the contract with. And it's still, you still have to honor the contract, you know? So it's just wild world out there, man. It really is. And um, yeah, as you said, they own a lot and they're huge, uh, huge infrastructure. And, you know, I went in somewhat hopeful, you know, not trying to be too pessimistic about it. Like, you know, all right, well, big infrastructure, you know, maybe I can use this to my advantage, but you know, it fell apart pretty quickly. And it's not even, um, it's not even like necessarily even bad in the ways that people think that labels are bad like a lot of times like you said uh creative control and stuff people imagine like that there's like all these um corporate overlords telling you like what to do with your sound or whatever and per that's personally never been my experience i've always been able to make whatever music i wanted to make and then they were to do whatever they could with whatever i made um so i always had creative control but um, it was actually just, you know, the ways that it's it's bad and the ways that my situation was bad, it wasn't like this like evil, you know, puppeteering kind of like thing. It was so much more like just dumb and lame and just kind of like, you know, big corporate kind of like mismanagement of things because it's too much. There's too many. I mean, what is it like? On Electra alone, you know, one division of Warner Brothers, you know, there's like, what, 300 fucking, I mean, a ton of artists. And I was a part of that. And there's just too much. There's too much to work on. There's too little people working on it. And, and it's just not an infrastructure that in 2023 is set up to succeed. Indeed. And I want to, and, and we don't necessarily, you know, like uh, it's basically record labels are a bank that you borrow money from if you need it. And uh, they can help with distribution, marketing and promotion, but uh, there's a lot of opportunities. Like you came up in the social media world as a digital native, as a young guy, and I work in, in social media as an old guy and you have other means now. You don't necessarily need the only model, the old model, but I do want to say, you seem like yeah. a very level-headed dude and meeting you in person and now talking to you again. Did you have like one petty angry moment where you were like, I'll just leak the record, even though we know there could be serious repercussions if you did. Did you think about it? I mean, it? there's not like, you know, what's funny is like, I can le I could post, they didn't never cared about me posting any leak or anything. It's like, I could post whatever, but you know, it's like, you're not allowed to, you know, you're, you're either the, sometimes the only chance you would have of actually being able to release something is if you leaked it and it went viral, you know, and then, oh, well now it's proof, you know, basically the whole game is like a lot of labels these days want you to figure out how to be successful and then they can just take something that's already successful. That's why, I mean, that's the only people they sign, you know, they don't sign nobodies and develop a nobody, you know, they, 
they only sign shit that's already being successful. So when I was first popping off and had viral shit that was street, you know, was going crazy and streaming and I was going viral every two seconds and stuff like, well, yeah, they signed me because I was already successful. I was already becoming successful, which, you know, to be fair, obviously they, you know, as a any investor would would want, you know, they would probably want some level of proof that their investment is going to work in some type of way. And that's fine. But they don't usually these days, like back in, you know, back in where, where, whenever old, old days, old people times, you know, like they, they would really like, they'd have to find undiscovered talent and develop them into being, you know, stars or whatever. And now the, the stars or the artists, you know, us, we develop ourselves and become famous or popular or successful ourselves. And then the money and then the deals come in, you know, but my point these days to most artists is like, bro, I mean, if you are getting to the point where labels are offering you deals anyways, that means that you are doing something right and you are already having success on your own. And there are so many other better options, you know, to, to better paths to go down, you know? So, yeah. Um, I mean, of course I had to your point about um, anger or whatever, like, of course I had plenty of frustrating moments where, um, you know, of course you just want to fucking tell them to fuck off or whatever, you know, you want to say every, you want to say everything, but it just doesn't help, you know, like I'm, I am very level-headed and to me, like I have no, I'm not scared of conflict in any way, shape or form, but to me, there has to be a good reason to get into a conflict with somebody, especially a business conflict. And if there's not like, if it's not going to actually help or move anything forward and it's just going to make everything worse, then there's just, there really is just no point <laughs> into starting a bunch of shit that, you know, isn't really going to have any upside. So uh, yeah, I, I just in general held my tongue and just pushed my way through it. And, you know, obviously it was just like tried to get through the leaving as fast as possible. Cause once I knew, once I realized, and once I knew I, I needed to leave, I was just like, all right, you know, let's just, let's just fucking figure out how to get it done. And I'll just keep my head down and work on my shit, you know? Right on last non-music question. Then I promise we're going to talk about these songs and more stuff to come. I really love the video you made a few weeks back preceding the two singles. You pop back up on social media. Uh, I saw it on YouTube and you gave this really, in depth you didn't have to explain yourself but i like that you did and i felt like it was very in character of your relationship with your fans and i like you said you disappeared because if there's nothing to promote why keep being playing the game and grinding on socials but i like that you came back and you gave this video like here's what's up here's what happened here's why if you've been wondering because i had a client that was an influencer and then they they got burned out and deleted all their stuff, which was also a lot of my work. And um, oops, and uh, that sucked. And uh, they vanished from socials. And people like all there's like forums and Reddits about like where did they go? Where did this influencer group go? And so I know your fans were like, hey, where's Jarris? Where's Jarris? Where's Jarris? Why is he doing this? And you came back and answered that you know you did it for yourself, but you did it for them too. And I really respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I just wanted to, you know, obviously shed to, for, to anybody. I don't know. I don't know if anybody would care or anything. I have no idea, but you know, I do have like a, some, a sizable, you know, subscriber base on YouTube. 
And so I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, might as well explain where I've been and why I haven't posted anything for a year. And, um, and, and also just kind of get people hyped for the future, you know, cause that's really what it's all about. At the end of the day, all this shit is, is, is gone. You know, it's like, I'm out of it. It's gone. It's done. So um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I don't even really um, care to like, you know, speak on it much more past this time period because now I'm just like, um, and I get people are curious, whatever, and I'm more than happy to continue to explain because I think it's an important message, obviously, as well to get out there. But um, half other half the reason I made that video was just kind of be like, this is also, you know, what's coming up. Like, I'm back and I'm going to I'm fucking I'm here to like actually do this now for real, like do it for real and um, and have complete control over how I'm doing it. So. Yeah, that was kind of the big thing just to get everybody hyped again and like just let them know, hey, like I'm fucking back and like we're going to we're going to actually do this now. Like, you know, you thought I was you thought I was popping before, like just just, you know, just wait. So, right on. Yeah. I love that. And you're not just the TikTok guy and you're not the TikTok sound guy and you're not the guest guy on Papa Roach and Bring Me the Horizon, which we love. But like, I love these tracks. I do feel like they really represent like a new, ch a whole new lease on life, a new chapter. And I, yeah. and you know, I think people are gonna really discover you. In addition to being a, a very fine vocalist, you actually write, produce, play instruments. Like this is all you. So yeah. I think pe people are gonna really get the full experience now. Like maybe they saw you a certain way, and yeah. now you're gonna come back with these new, this new yeah. album, I presume, and yeah. and have have this for now and this experience. And look, when when people start seeing you as a certain way, you know, it's it's a it's a hard box to climb out of. And many artists and bands have gone through this in various phases where they start one way and they build a little bit of a following doing something. And then they realize that they need to change or evolve or whatever in some type of way. And it takes some time for people to accept that they're not actually this band or this artist isn't just this thing or what like i'm not a fucking cover song guy you know like yeah i posted a bunch of tiktoks of like you know rock remixes and all kinds of shit that i did a few years ago and and it was fun and cool and really good but like it was a means to an end you know it was just like a way for me to just keep building a following and just get my name out there a little bit you know and i mean it was working so i did but yeah the kind of like that kind of when you build up a sort of a brand like that, it takes some time to kind of undig yourself out of that hole a little bit, you know? So it's going to take a second, obviously. To, I mean, honestly, people have responded a lot more quickly to this new era than I thought, because when the darkness comes doing so well and has gotten so much attention and gone, you know, more viral than any of my, pretty much any of my other, like original songs besides like the remixes you know so actually like as far as like a true original song this is like probably my biggest like true original song ever and um and yeah so to have that like kind of pop off this early like just it just makes me so happy because i know what's coming you know i i understand like what's coming down the line because i'm the one that's been making this album and everything and so the picture is going to become more and more and more clear as time goes on and the more songs I drop, the more videos I drop, the more people's understanding and perception of me is just going to keep shifting to being this new thing, you know? So 
Yeah. And look, and it's not, you know, I'm the artist. It's not my job to control people's perception of me or of the art. It's, it's their job. It's, it's art, you know? So um, that's something else I learned too, is like, I perceive myself in all these way, all these other ways, or, you know, in so many different ways. And like other people don't perceive me as those ways. And part of it is just the fact that we aren't really in control of how people perceive us and that's fine most most dudes in bands or artists you know will tell you this, this same thing that you know their fans view them a certain way that they're they don't actually they're not fully that you know it's maybe part of who they are but you know it's not really the whole picture so look people are just going to perceive you which whichever way they're going to so you can't really control that but what you can control is the art and the and the visuals and the is and the product and all that stuff and that's what I have just been focusing on is just how do I make the greatest art that I can make and then everything else I want will will follow you know it will find it will connect with people it will connect with the right people people will start to you know view me as this that and the other or whatever see see my artistry for what it truly is you know and all all I have to focus on is just making the greatest shit that I can make. Word, I love that. When you go to write songs now, or at all, what do you pick up first? Is it a verse? Is it a melody? Is it a guitar riff? A beat? What do you do when you sit down, when you're in the lab and you're just making stuff? What's the first thing that comes to you? Good question. Um, I don't know. Usually, uh, <clears throat> it's usually one of a couple of things. A riff. You know, I'll I'll reach for the guitar, especially with this new album where it's so uh, genuinely, you know, rock and metal focused and everything. Like you, a lot of the times, the first thing I'll, I'll grab is the guitar and just start playing, fucking around, seeing seeing where it goes. And then, um, if it's not that, then it'll often be like a beat of some kind. Me like on the computer, you know, making a beat and <clears throat> starting like not with a metal or rock song and just like making a beat or a production and just i don't know just seeing where where it goes or sometimes it's a sample of something or just depends you know it really just depends but it's usually often either i'm just starting on the computer and just fucking around with sounds and producing and just waiting till something grabs me and you know until you get that feeling where you're like ooh you know there's something there there's a a pull you know to explore a new uh, a new idea just pop in your head that you can explore. And oh, this maybe you, you know, the amount of times I've started songs where it started as one thing and ended up as a completely different thing is all the time. You know, like it just where the first like hour of me working on something, I'll be working on something and I'll think it's like going to be this type of thing. And then I'll be like, all right, so time to pick up the guitar and see how it, how, how I can incorporate that into this. And then just by doing that, it'll like, oh, whoa, like I didn't even think about it like that. Now, oh, I feel like the song actually should be like this or whatever. And then it go down this path. And so just kind of a whole thing. And, and each song is different too. It also depends if I'm like in the room with um one of my friends, you know, that I'm like writing with or whatever. And like, you know, just depends. But yeah, it's it's usually one of those like, two two three things right on is it is it safe to say that lyrically this album may draw a little bit on your uh recent experience in the business or is it going to be different personal stories <clears throat> mm. um I, there is maybe i mean i'm not gonna make a fucking song that's like fuck you record labels but there is a little bit of a chip on my shoulder you know obviously and 
Um, the album is also very much a concept album in a lot of ways. And um, the lyrics are very themed, I will say. And that's going to be very obvious to people coming up here very shortly with a couple of the uh, next couple of songs I'm going to drop. And like I said, the, the picture will become very clear. Probably, you know, probably even with this next song, that I'm dropping, um, it will uh, on December 1st, which if you said it's going to take a month to edit, then it will be out by then. So Ode to Metal. Um, everybody loves it. You've heard it. It's blowing up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, the song called Ode to Metal. And even that alone is probably going to, people are going to be like, oh, like <clears throat> Jairus is doing this. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's it's basically like a concept album and a lot of the lyrics are very themed and conceptual and play with play within the world that I that I have built. So, yeah, not not too much. Um, I still got a couple more. I still have a little bit more lyrics to write, but as it stands, you know, not too much direct. Uh, fuck you, whatever uh, record label industry stuff going on. Good call. And uh, as nerds and metalheads, I'm all about it now. I'm very, I was already intrigued and now I'm so much more so because uh, that sounds like our playground, our sandbox, concept yep. albums and nerd shit about metal. I'm around, I'm about it. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm super excited for this record to drop. I do hope you're going to take it on the road and tour because I love seeing you live for the first time and do your thing on stage at Aftershock and I want to see more of it. And uh, I am, I'm, I'm interested to know, like, in the future, would you be, you know, obviously you're focusing on your art right now and your career and your new, your sound. But if someone did call out of the blue and offer you a guest spot, would you be resistant? Would you think about it hard first? Would you jump and say yes if the right person called and asked you to do a? a I mean, collab? I there's there's things there's things happening in the background right now um, that I won't that I won't speak on yet. So the answer is yes. I mean, I like. Collabs are, are I love collaborating with, especially bands and stuff like this. You know, I, I, I do love that. And I've had a lot of success and fun, you know, doing that. So, you know, it's a part of who I am and it's not something I ever want to get rid of. I just wanted them to take a new, new shape. And um, yeah, I've got, I've got some things um, uh, sitting in the can that um, will hopefully come to light here in the next uh six months to a year so we'll see where it goes but yeah as far as the album goes so far um which could change you know could change but so far there's there's not a single feature on the album and it's just it's it's my fucking album so that's the way it is so far um but could change could not change i don't know yet you know you never know things happen fast some one day you'll you know whatever be thinking you know the whole picture and then you know, somebody will slide into your DMs and hit you up about fucking making a song together. And you're like, oh, fuck. All right. You know, maybe maybe I should do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Right on. Thanks for humoring that uh, line of questioning. I feel like uh, Papa Roach and Jairus walked so Megan the Stallion and Spirit Box could run, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I do love that track. And I'm not a big Megan the Stallion fan, although I know who she is and we know her sure. music but a yeah. big, big Spirit Box fan. So I see the same arc maybe. And I do feel like a lot of mainstream artists are gonna now pull underground 
artists and especially metal artists and do remixes and things like that because it's cool right now it's cool as fuck i mean yeah it's, it's super cool, cool. and um you know, this isn't like a new, this is not a new concept that's never been treated, you know, fucking whatever, Aerosmith and Run DMC doing the walk this way, whatever, it was, I guess that was technically a remix or something, you know, way back then, way back, when was that, the 80s or so? I don't even know, 90s? And, yeah. and, and Aerosmith was kind of like literally at the gutter of their career. They ruined their career basically with uh, partying. And Run DMC was like becoming the biggest group in the world at the moment. It, the, like yeah. the, so it's commercialization perfect. of rap. So it was a big deal. And there's been a few others of those. Yeah, that's Link, a great example. Linkin Park and Jay-Z, Jay-Z did the whole album. You know, it's like this. And I have a vision. I would love, love at some point when I have some more clout and some more power, you know, um, I would love to do like a, a a a new version of like a rap rock album crossover thing, where um you know I find I would you know whatever any of the rappers I love listening to now and do like a collab EP or collab project with them would be so fucking sick. And I know that I know that I am the person to do that because I know that it would be fucking awesome if I did it and and it would be huge. So I just need to build myself up, you know, first to the point where uh, it's a little more enticing to somebody else wanting to be a part of it. And then um, and then hopefully I can I can find the the right collaborator. But that's a vision I have for something I'd like to do, you know, a few years down the line. I will be here for it. Amazing. Sounds like uh, one of my favorite records ever. Judgment Night soundtrack where everybody collabed and actually co-wrote and things like that. So I'm very I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean, that Lincoln, that Lincoln Park and Jay-Z won, like, won a fucking Grammy. He did. Like, 20, 20 years ago, I think, this year or next year. It's got an anniversary yeah, time. It, it was huge, um, and, it's, and it's because it's awesome. You know, it was awesome. So, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And then they toured, and then they toured, right? They toured. Yeah, did they do something? I've, I've, I've seen videos. A couple, live, a couple of shows, yeah. Uh, hey, man, great to see you again, and I wish you all the best with the new record. I can't wait for it to be announced and drop fully and hear this next song. And uh, yeah, man, we'll be following you and I'm sure we'll chop it up again in the future when uh, we have more to talk about. Yeah, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks for hanging with Ghost Cult. We'll see you soon.